Welcome to Live Fully, an Ethan Naturals podcast, where we discuss and share information about everything in the world of natural medicine, like Kratom. I'm co-founder Victor, and with me is head of customer service, Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Hey. <laughs> My eyes are so awkward. I don't know why. I'm so awkward sometimes. Hey. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about the benefits of Kratom and GABA, also known as gamma aminobutric acid. Let's get started. So in the last episode, or one episode, or I don't know how many back, um, we talked a little bit about our sleep and rest line, in a sense. We talked about sunset, nightfall, and uh, midnight dream. But I didn't want you to touch base on midnight dream too much, but of course you didn't listen. <laughs> and you deep-dived into the creative direction behind it, or how you guys came up with it as far as a founder's blend, and how when you went to some flower shop, and then they they offered you GABA and then you came back so in this one now you can talk more into detail as to your guys's experience of combining kratom and GABA and why it was good and then how it became this permanent product mm-hmm. in our one mind. of our favorites mm-hmm. midnight dream yeah we love it so okay so let's talk about the first focus group aka Alexander and Victor. I was going to say, <laughs> Focus you guys, group of two. The founders group. The founders group. Yes. So as we were discussing in a previous podcast, went to Sunflower Shop, they gave me GABA, said, try it out because it might work for, you know, entrepreneurs like yourself, where you're just constantly thinking and stressing and dealing with all of that stuff. You know, you might need something to help quiet the mind and GABA can be that thing. So, so we did some research into GABA and yes, it's a neurotransmitter inhibitor. It's actually what your brain naturally produces to keep it from kind of overthinking or overstimulating. And in other words, you don't want your neurons to continually firing out of control and you go crazy and mad with with thinking. And so GABA is what helps regulate your brain. So you naturally produce it uh, and it's very, very important. So uh, there are folks sometimes that, you know, overthink things like me. myself yourself yes <laughs> maybe that's why we get along so well yes that's exactly me uh-huh. we're worry warts we're we're we love to stress and we're so concerned about others i think that we just keep on thinking about you know how to make this world a better place so anyway i said why not give this gaba stuff a try at that time one of our old business partners he is older than us so i can actually say oh my god I hope he doesn't <laughs> michael listen. if you're listening <laughs> <laughs> You're the old man, Michael. Yeah, he's only a couple of years older than Alexander and myself. Uh, but he had uh, went and started, uh, worked with a new company. And it's a, it was a startup at the time called Aura, O-U-R-A. And Aura is a smart ring device manufacturer. And he gave us, as being best friends and, and brothers, he, he gave us some Aura rings to try out. And so it was very nice of him. And they were amazing devices, still are amazing devices. I think they're on like, I don't know what version they're on at this point, but they've they've definitely continued to improve and get better. And yeah, it's everywhere now. So good job. Yeah. I think they got a partnership with Gucci and they have oh, yeah, yeah. the Bird NBA, side. I think, even works with them. Oh, nice. Yeah. So a lot of influencers have it now, too. So it's, it's I mean, it's hitting my platform. So it's doing great. You're seeing it in your feed. <laughs> yeah. 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 So the, the thing that we, that Alexander and I love most about Aura is their focus on sleep. So this device is a ring, obviously. And because it's a ring without a display, it actually can be worn for many days without needing to be recharged. 
And the way their device works, and I'm probably misquoting it completely, but from what I physically saw on the device, I noticed that there were three sensors in the inside part of the ring. And I think those three sensors are connected to your veins, arteries, or something in your, in your finger, which then creates a more accurate read. And especially when you're talking about sleep. And so we said, well, we have these rings. We're supposed to be wearing them and giving feedback to Michael anyway. Why not use it as we are learning more about GABA and about Kratom? So what I did was I waited until there was a pretty stressful week and I was reading my sleep scores every day. And what I noticed was I was getting very little deep sleep. This is now a number of years back, so I'm trying to like remember exactly what, what those readings were. But I remember something like, say, around 10 minutes or so of deep sleep. And that's not much at all. You need at least, if I remember correctly, I think you need something like 45 minutes, an hour, something like that of deep of sleep. Interrupted deep sleep. Yes. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's stages of sleep. Depending on who you ask, it could be three stages, four stages, five stages. There's like the stage when you just barely fell asleep. There's a stage of like light sleep. There's the stage what I'm talking about right now, which is the deep sleep side. And then there's REM sleep, right? The first three stages I mentioned do not have any rapid eye movement. So those are non-REM sleep stages. And then there's the final REM sleep stage. And all of them are important. The REM sleep is really good for kind of clearing out the mind and helping you to, you know, just free up the worries and stress of life. Like a reset almost? Mm-hmm. Mental reset. Mm-hmm. The deep sleep is really good for body restorative things. So helping your, like if you have wounds and injuries and you need to really, you know, your body needs to recover, that third stage of deep sleep is really important. And at the time, I had lots of chronic pain, which then would lead to lots of muscle tightness. And sometimes when I went to sleep, I'd wake up and I'm in even more pain. And no surprise, when I looked at my sleep scores, I have no deep sleep. So I said, well, well, there you go. I'm not recovering throughout the night. And so, you know, I waited for about, I don't remember, several days of this with low scores. And then I said, okay, now let's take some GABA and some Kratom and see what happens. And I did. And I woke up feeling much more rested. So without looking at any data, I was like, wow, I feel just a lot better. The number of hours that I slept did not increase. So my total sleep was still four or five hours. That's my normal amount of sleep every night. But the ratio of sleep and the amount of interruptions changed. So I had less of that like light sleep, less of that like waking up and going back to sleep throughout the night. It was just a solid amount of good sleep. And it was like 50-something minutes of deep sleep. So I said, wow. That's good for five hours? Four or five hours? That's great. I still don't know how you do it. Yeah, I don't know. I wish I... I don't know. It seems fine. I think I'm mostly sane, so (laughs) so it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I could definitely tell when you don't take rhythm and you don't have a good rest. Like, you don't have good sleep. I could tell. Just in general. Not like saying... Question to you then? Not trying to shade you or nothing, but like in general, like for somebody who doesn't have sleep, you could just tell. Okay, this week, am I taking Kratom at night or not? Uh, I believe the fit. <laughs> um, jokes aside, I think you're just really busy. I don't know. I haven't really sat down to talk to you, like, to really, I guess, observe you. You're mm-hmm. just always on the go. No. 
Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you're taking Kratom. Well, you're drinking the tea, so that's a different form of Kratom that you're taking. Throughout the day, yes. Yeah. You're, but I'm you're, not taking it at night time right now. But you're, so. but you're drinking it because it's more available to you. It's easier versus like forgetting to take tablets or something. Very so true. it's something new to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you were, your intention was to take red tea, red tea bags at night, but I don't know if you do that. I have not. Yeah, because I know like even after you go home, after everybody's asleep, you log in. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, and I don't know how long you stay up, or like, do you have a bedtime or something like that? Because that was actually one of my questions as you were talking. I was thinking while you were talking, when you were doing your experiment with the kratom and the gaba, and no, no, gaba or kratom, did you keep consistent with your bedtime, or did your bedtime fluctuate? I tried to keep it consistent. Okay. So I was doing one a.m. go to sleep, see what happens. And yeah, so going back to the the little bit of research, self-research, guinea pigging, it ended up working great for me personally. And so I asked Alexander to do the same, and he had the same findings as well, too. He noticed that his deep sleep increased with GABA usage. I said, wow, okay, so now let's start sharing it with others. And so we asked others to do the same thing, too, and they had similar results. So we said, okay, this is great. You know, let's... I think there's something here, definitely enough for us to start making actual products. And then the question was how much GABA versus how much Kratom. And so there's some work there. We did a lot of focus groups, as you guys are all aware of. (laughs) We do a lot of testing and trial and error. Uh, And then we got to what we believe to be a good ratio of what a standard amount of Kratom that people would normally take of nightfall and then added in uh, GABA into that product. A little sprinkle. A little sprinkle of GABA. And Midnight Dream was born. So it's, I don't, I don't take it often. I just know if I go for more than a week or so without good sleep and I start feeling it and Amanda notices that I'm being <laughs> more rude and mean and short tempered. No, you're just more vocal <laughs> more about vocal. how you're feeling. <laughs> sure. All feelings are welcome here. Because at the end of your vocalness, we can give you some creative and then all problem solved yeah. for the most part. So uh, that's when I'll take Midnight Dream, just to make sure I just get some more, uh, some better quality sleep. So that's the story of Midnight Dream and how it started and why it exists today. Hmm. Okay. But you don't take Midnight Dream, right? No, me, well, I stay away from the reds. Only That one is really like only to get when I need it, like for sure. Like I really want to go to take a sleep. But um, earlier in the in the podcast before, I was thinking about how you said that we're supposed to have a certain amount of sleep. And then uh, bedtime, it helps with, I forgot what you called it. But it reminded me the days when I used to work at SeaWorld with the inconsistent um, shifts. Sometimes you do like a close to open, which allows like, you're supposed to have eight hours in between shifts, legally, blah, blah, blah. But that was never really the case there. <gasps> SeaWorld, I'll tell you. Shame on them. We love SeaWorld. Uh, <laughs> and then you would go do like midships and like it's all over the place. So I heavily, back then I didn't, I mean, I didn't know you guys were Kratom, but I heavily leaned on caffeine and I would take two venti Starbucks like uh, religiously every morning. I would pick up my friend because she didn't have a car. We'd go to Starbucks. That's how she'd pay me for gas, for coffee. And I had one coffee to start my shift and one coffee to end it, especially if I was closing. So when you mentioned in the, in the podcast before about how, making sure your glamis or something like that. Oh, your circadian rhythm. Oh, there you go. Your, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so it's it's what we are naturally supposed to be awake during the day, sleep at night. There's an, a natural progression of our day that's supposed to occur. And when you're breaking that circadian rhythm, that you're going to 
typically might, have some issues. That might be the reason why you're okay with four or five hours of sleep because your body's used to that. Yeah, we're, like we're highly adaptable. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're humans are super adaptable. Uh, I had to look this up because I was getting worried that why am I not getting more regular sleep? And there are times when I'll get six to seven hours. I never get eight hours sleep. Uh, mm-hmm. And I found out that that's, it's actually not not that it's common, but there is a percentage of the population that actually prefers and does better doing six to seven hours of sleep. In fact, there was this research that came out from India where they studied thousands of people and said, uh, forced them to sleep like seven hours, eight hours, nine hours to see if there was a difference. And what they found was folks that slept seven hours were just as productive, happy, and all the kind of measures they use as the folks that were doing eight hours. And then it's actually declined in terms of productivity as they slept more hours. So now, who knows? I didn't I didn't dive deep into that study, but it was really interesting to see that sometimes for folks, more sleep isn't always the better thing. And that's tr- very true for me. If I sleep eight hours or more, I am not productive for the day. It throws me off. Which so. is funny because if I get at least seven to eight myself, I probably get like five, four, five, six, depends on the day. If I do get that full eight, I have no problem waking up at five or six. If I don't, man, I snooze it for like almost an hour. No joke. Like, it's so bad. It's so bad. But anyways, that's good information. I do want to... So I want to actually give you a little information on the caffeine side if you're interested. Like, why does caffeine work? Now, again, I'm not a scientist, but what I've I've learned is that uh, we all know that caffeine is a stimulant, right? So they're stimulating properties to caffeine and it's what gives us that energy boost and and it's related to like your serotonin receptors dopamine production some of those things that are happening with caffeine but caffeine is actually a GABA inhibitor and so it will inhibit your GABA receptors I'm pretty confident on the GABA in, uh, receptor side I don't know if it also inhibits your GABA production side but in any case caffeine really does reduce the effects of what your brain naturally produces in terms of GABA. So no surprise, GABA helps you to kind of calm the mind and relax and help you Mm. to fall asleep at night. And caffeine is preventing you from producing or making your GABA more receptive. So so that's why they say like, don't drink caffeine because then your anxiety goes up more than, right? Yeah. So what, so what I also heard is like a a little hack. I don't know if this is true or not. So someone's call it out. They can, (laughs) but (laughs) a little hack is if you're really tired, Right before you take a nap, take a little, schedule a short nap, take some caffeine, go to sleep because your body will still produce GABA, which I think I just answered my own question from before. I think you're still producing GABA, right? Uh, your body's producing GABA, but you're not, your receptors are not, are not going to fire. And so, because that caffeine is inhibiting the receptors from firing, right? And then when you wake up, you'll be restored with that rest, but then be warned though that you're going to get that crash because all that GABA production is happening. Oh. And then when your receptors are finally able to receive the GABA, right? Boom, you get flooded with it and, you're just, ugh, and then you crash. But that like little nap before really helps to extend the benefits of caffeine. Do you think that having caffeine right before bed somehow helps with sleep, can help with sleep? Because I know culturally, like the Mexican culture, at least with my family and friends, they love, love our like, Pan dulce, sweet bread, and a coffee have a chokehold on them. They have <laughs> to end the night with a cup of coffee and bread to yeah. sleep comfortably to them. I'm not sure. I mean, I know that I know that caffeine is a vasoconstrictor, and that can 
typically, again, doesn't help with sleep. You want to have vasodilation. You want to have good circulation throughout your sleep. So I think it might just be that it's comforting. It's, mm. it, it's, it's, I'm assuming it's like hot yeah, coffee. Yeah, the coffee's not really that strong like, say, like a espresso or something. That's yeah. true. Because I have a friend, she warm. has to have a cup of coffee to sleep. Yeah. She offers it to me like, nope, I'm going to stay up regardless Same with of tea. how strong. I think a warm beverage. There's a lot of Nordic countries that make sure that they have warm beverages at night before they before they go to bed. Uh, and it helps calm them down, relax them. And there's also there's something about just... I love it when cultures have traditions that bring folks together that are outside of like working, thinking about work and family and all the stresses. It's like, I know at nighttime, I can have this drink, whatever it is, you know, a coffee, a tea, whatever, even an alcoholic beverage, whatever it is. And it's about just relaxing and, you know, having a conversation and I think all of that contributes to really good to, to mental health, to happiness, and to better sleep. Actually, speaking of hacks in SeaWorld, I did have, a, you know, you have a variety of ages working at SeaWorld. So I gravitated a lot towards the older generation because I love their stories of talking to them, learning from them too. Um, and one lady, she lives in Tecate and would commute from Tecate to SeaWorld. First of all, that's crazy. And then two, um, she's used to the heat. So Tecate is really hot. And it was, I just remember it being so hot that day. And then we have warmers because we used, I used to work at the barbecue place. So there's a lot of ovens, warmers, steam tables. So the hot heat is constantly hitting our body mm-hmm. plus the regular heat. And I was like, oh my God, we were on lunch and we we're talking. I was like, Jesus, so hot. Like I can't cool down. She's like, have a cup of coffee, a hot coffee. Mm-hmm. And then your temperatures will go down and then you'll cool down. And I was like, what? You're crazy lady. I'm not going to take a hot coffee during the hot. And she's like, watch. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I listened to her. She's older too. You know, I have to listen. She was like my work mom. And I drank it and I did cool down. It was so weird. It's really interesting. And it's like, you know, when you fan yourself, you make yourself more hot because you're making more work to cool yourself down. Mm-hmm. If you just sit there, then you cool down. So I, I thought that was like a cool little hack that she gave me. And it's always stuck in my head since then. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, but. Yeah, I had the reverse where I would work out and I would then take a cold shower and then I come out just sweating more. It's because your mm-hmm. body has to produce heat to kind of get back to homeostasis or like just getting back to just baseline normal. But you just smashed it with a bunch of ice water. So <laughs> then, you know, it. so there. I think what your story and my story is kind of hinting to is that, you know, your body will regulate itself if you, if yes. you, you know, give it like a, an external or in your case, an internal um, heat or cold source you kind of regulate itself back to normal right so yeah but we're not scientists so i don't know i thought that was just like, like <laughs> what just is a it wives tale? <laughs> yeah but it worked mm-hmm. um i just want to close off this podcast with the testimonial of midnight dream that i did pull off of facebook um it's from a lady named suzanne it says it is a product i feel safe using i especially like the midnight dream i feel relaxed and get a good night's sleep and basically, that's the gist of this whole podcast, is that you feel relaxed and you get a nice, but a deep sleep. Mm-hmm. Yep, you'll get better deep sleep. Uh, thank you for tuning in and getting some insight on how Kratom and Gabum work well together to get a good night's rest. As always, thanks for listening to the Live Fully podcast by Eat the Naturals. Please support us by shopping at eatthenaturals.com or eatthekratom.com. And as always, if you have any suggestions on new products you want us to develop or talk about, 
or topics in general about natural medicine or kratom, write to us at support at ethanaturals.com. All right. Until our next podcast, I'm Victor. And I'm Amanda. And as always, live, live fully. fully. <laughs> Both of us. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>